I feel severely underdressed right now. I had jeans. I should have put them on. You want to go change? <laughs> no. When I'm gonna, I don't. There's no peekaboo going on. You might be big, but you're not that big. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Look at this guy. Elephant trunk coming out of his shorts. <laughs> what the hell? He said I had long arms. I mean, hey! shit. It, it wasn't an arm he was looking at. Big hands, big feet. <laughs> he didn't know, you know that. What that means. That's when I realized I was wearing shorts when he said that. I was like, oh my gosh, he thought that was an arm. <laughs> like I better, I better move that down a little bit. <laughs> There's an arm coming out of your shorts, Steve. Cross your legs or close it up. And that's how we're gonna open the show. <laughs> There's a story inside every smoke shop with every cigar and with every person. Come be a part of the cigar lifestyle of Boveda. This is Box Press. Welcome to another episode of Box Press. I'm your host, Rob Gagne. I'm at PCA 2021, and I'm sitting next to Steve from Los Caedos. Steve, thank you so much for joining me. It is an absolute pleasure, and it is I who thank you for the honor. I'm extremely humbled. You built this thing to from nothing to everything, and uh, just to be included as part of your um, work is is extremely humbling. So thank you for letting me be here, Rob. You're welcome, man. I have to tell you guys a story. Los Caedos has two colors, a blue and a red. And before I got Steve on, I said, Steve, Let's smoke one of your cigars. And you go, yeah. You pull it out. And I said, uh, so what's the difference between the blue blend and the red blend? And can you fill me in? Because there's a big difference. <laughs> Huge difference that I wasn't aware of. Yeah. What's the difference? So there is no difference in the blend. It's the <laughs> same exact cigar. Um, the difference being... And it comes from a, a couple different things. So when we first blended the cigar back in 2015, I was there to honor family members of fallen law, law enforcement officers, right? Because two had been brutally murdered in my hometown. I had a local retail cigar shop. So we got to be the guys called to do the picnics, casino nights, golf outings, to try to raise money for the, some of these guys and their family members. So that grew from my county to two counties, to New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania. And the first customer after I did, so that was really with the house cigar um, that, that guys in the industry were nice enough to let me put my own band around and everything else like that. And then basically the guys from Jersey Mike sub franchise said, hey, get us at a ball, shut all this shit down and go national and give back like we do through sub sandwiches. So I did. I stopped being a vice principal. What's interesting about that is I didn't know that about Jersey Mike's and you office right next to them, right? Yes. Like your office is right shared with them. Yeah. So two guys I used to coach, Maddie Catania, John Helm. You probably saw John, his uh, beautiful blonde wife and four or five kids on a national television commercial recently. Sure. So that guy with the large family is my former player, John Helm, and they have a very large office. So when I got started getting distributed myself tobacco, they said that they, they, I coached them in high school. They said, coach, where, what are you going to do now? Where are you going? I said, I have no idea. My wife took the garage as a gym. My kid took my office as a homeschool place because COVID. I have no home. Right. Yeah. So they're like, you got one now. Come on in. We'll share an office space. So I said, thank you That's so awesome. much. So I'm very, very close to the Jersey Mike sub franchise. And so your whole business plan kind of sprung from what Jersey Mike's does, which is interesting because I didn't know that about Jersey Mike's. I just saw it pop up one day in a strip mall, went in and tried to sub, but I didn't know that they give a dollar of every sub sale to a charity. Yeah. And that's not, I don't know if that's their specific give back model. They have an annual day of giving month of giving. Um, okay. I think it's March every year, but basically they are strongly philanthropic. They're very deeply involved in the community. Pete Cancro, Mike Manzo, all the guys at the company have just been phenomenal because uh, where I coached and taught all these guys, Point Pleasant Beach High School, that's where Peter founded the, the company in Point Pleasant, New Jersey, okay. Point Pleasant Beach. So, um, you know, I've been around them for a long time, grew up with the French, grew up with the uh, brand, I guess, company, product, whatever you want to call it. And then when it, and my best friends were coming in, hanging out, smoking cigars, talking. They all own Jersey Mike's or work there. And that's when my best friend to this day, Matty Catania, said that's he gave me the advice. He's like, dude, just shut the shit down and get back like we do through subs. Because you weren't making so. a ton of money. You said in one interview on uh, KMA that you were like, I would sell a bunch of cigars at an event and I could donate 200 bucks to the yeah. cause. Yeah. And it, you were just like, that just didn't feel fulfilling enough. 
And that's a really good word, fulfilling, because I used to feel like a prostitute, right? So it's like I'm going out to honor the life of a fallen officer, trying to help their family out, selling cigars, selling a product, giving them 100 and walking home with 200. It just didn't feel right. And sometimes it was like, you know, when you get like that nasty feeling, you just feel like you have to take a shower or something like that. Like, that's what I felt like. I was like, and so mentally in my mind, every time I rode home from one of those events, I was like, what could I be doing better? This doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel right. And uh, that's the discussion I would have in the cigar shops with these guys, you know, like, hey, what's what's up? What's going You know, how you just engage right. in conversation. So that's when I was lamenting about that over and over and over again. That's when I think Matty had heard enough of it. And he's like, stop, just stop. You know, I'm done hearing it. So I said, all right, good. And that's what I did. So gave up my vice principalship, shelved the doctorate degree, shut the shop down and came out with Los Caidos. But that vice principal job was really what helped you bridge the gap between you owned a retail store. You got yep. hit by Hurricane Sandy. Yep. Then you open up another store. Yes. And what made you walk away from that store? Just wasn't feeling it anymore. Or what? Oh no no no. So so we got so I went from nine facings of Cortez cigars. He's a local guy. He has his own national brand, but he also has a retail store. So when I opened up the retail store in Seaside Heights, New Jersey, five hundred feet off the ocean, I you know was trying to build it up and i said hey i need cigars so he said all right you know i'd be more than happy to because nobody else would carry cortez because he had a retail location so cortez opened up a retail shop and was going to all the other retailers saying carry my product like bro you're in competition you have a retail store again like what the hell are you thinking so i was like dude you're 45 minutes away no one's gonna say do i go to shrewsbury or seaside to buy a a cigar i was like please let just give me nine boxes so i built it from nine boxes to then 400 facings of every major national brand right wow so that was done in eight months because of the strong summer crowd right so i was feeling really really good invested every dime back into the company never took a profit never took never took anything right so after sandy hit late october 2012 i had nothing and that's when a guy came in and said he goes hey man i gotta ask you a question that doctorate degree hanging behind your register was it real and I'm like, yes, it was real. Like, I didn't get it at the ShopRite bubblegum machine. Like, what the hell? He's like, well, what the hell are you doing having a cigar shop with a doctorate degree? I was like, why, why can't I? You know, yeah. like, what the? So it was my way of, like, F you to everybody. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You. you don't think I can have a cigar shop and a doctorate degree? I'm going to hang it right up behind a register. That, right. that, I'll show you I could do it, right? So anyway, I just, uh, that, that, that resonated with me. So he called and said, well, if you're not doing anything, I need you in my school system. I was like, what do you mean your school system? He goes, I'm superintendent. I said, okay, cool. What do you need me for? So they were having a big problem because it was a small community. Everybody knew everybody. You know, the principal learned under the teacher's mother, you know, and her kids going to school. You know, the whole right? So that was going on. And then you had some teachers saying to the kids, put, you know, here's a ditto. Do it. Don't make any noise. Put your head down. I got to go home and meet my plumber. And nobody was saying shit what? about it. Yes. Teachers are leaving yeah, their well, posts. Well, well, yeah, I don't want to put them out there like that. They gave me a great opportunity, but that's what they needed a, a little help fixing. Right. And nobody was fixing the problem because it was like a six, sick ancestral relationship. Everybody right. knew everybody. No one was going to say you shit didn't about it. You want to offend so then, your friends. Yes. So then I came in from the outside. Ooh, the enforcer. Yes. And so but I was a kind enforcer. Six, t- 12? What's that? Six six eleven. Right? I'm not. We, can we please note that he just said six twelve? Yeah. Does there, I want to see if they're there, paying attention. That's there, seven feet for you, but guys, pay attention. <laughs> I love it. Six twelve. Rob, you're always on your game. Yeah, man. I why gotta not? Say, you're always on your game. If I said seven feet, they'd be like, they, oh, they, seven they, feet. They, 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 they know over. right away. But six twelve made them think yeah, a little bit at eleven attention? o'clock in the morning, right? Does Rob know that he just said six twelve? Like I love you just it. said. I got their That's, attention back. Yes, I love it. Dude, you're so, <laughs> I, I love it. Absolutely love it. Psychological games here we're playing. Yes. Oh, there are many in this industry. <laughs> there are many. And we'll so, get to those. <laughs> Teaser. Now I really got your attention. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, so I went in, and, and but I earned everybody's respect. I was hated at first because they had 10 or 12 people with admin certs that all could have had my job, and they were passed over. I got brought in, so it pissed everybody off, and I got hired January 4th of 2013. So in the middle of Sandy, we were a Red Cross um, safety site, you know, and everything else like that. So it was crazy. So I just would go into the classroom and say, hey, you got to go home and meet the plumber. I'll watch your class. You're going to do that? Yeah, I'll watch your class. So I'm, I'm meeting kids <laughs> who, who need to get suspended because they called the teacher a 
what's up girl i'm trying to you know i'm trying to do everything <laughs> out of a classroom the other kids are trying to do it was just crazy so but i earned uh, i think i earned everybody's uh respect you know uh, they appreciated it so i did that but what the importance of that was was then i started making one hundred and ten thousand bucks. i was also the basketball coach so it was really nice and then because i had that income i could then state on i, I had documented income to go apply for credit cards to build the second shop ah, after all that was going on sure so after you I needed built, the income to get credit yes needed the income to get credit because that, at that time it was like all right you just lost a hundred thousand bucks in a cigar shop you have no money you have no income like nobody was going to say here's credit <laughs> you know couldn't go to a bank couldn't get anything you don't look good yeah on paper not it wasn't good at all so that uh, i was very fortunate very blessed to get that job and i really worked hard at it i was very thankful to god for that opportunity i mean without that opportunity in my life i don't know where i'd be today and then i had another huge helping grace from scott regina of emerson cigars who was my first boss in the industry in virginia so when i came back he gave me his blessing and then after sandy he had been born in freehold center state where my kids were born and uh he said hey i heard what happened what do you need and I said, Scott, I need a whole new shop. And he starts laughing. He goes, no, seriously, bro, what do you need? I said, Scott, did you see the picture of the Ferris wheel like in the ocean? Like I was 500 feet away from that. I need everything. So a couple of weeks, he goes, send me a list of what you need. I'll see what I could do. I sent him a list. And when I say list, I meant laundry list, everything I'd lost and ev everything new I wanted for the new shop. He sent me about $28,000 worth of retail inventory with a handwritten note saying, pay me back when you can. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So this guy so, really helped you. Oh, I, I mean, I might even cry, but I'm getting goosebumps here. Yeah, without him, I wouldn't be here. Because you can't just go and ask the bank for a bunch of money to go buy inventory that you can't sell. Correct. And you also, when you document income and apply for credit, and you know this, you need to show that for three months. So right. I just got hired in January. So I would have, I couldn't, I would have had to have waited till like March, April, May. You wouldn't May. have made any money. Yeah, interest would have killed you. Yeah, so it was just it was it was it was, it was good that Scott. It was great that Scott was there. I could not be here, have been here today without him, and then that coupled with the credit, everything else, it just started looking better for me to reopen a shop. So then I reopened, and during that time is when the police officers were were needed help and their families needed help, and that's when I started doing a, a beach house cigar. It was the Ashton Premium House Selection? Chip Goldie let me put my beach house cigars band around it. Called him to ask permission. I said, listen, I'm selling a ton of these out of my cigar shop. I, I was doing about 14,000 of those cigars a month. And I was like, I, I they're flying off the shelves. Can I please use it to raise money for the families? Put my own band around it. He said, absolutely, go do it. So that was a huge help for us as well. And it wasn't this band. It was not that band. Yeah. And it wasn't this blend. It wasn't this that blend yeah. at all. It was a, a, a cheap, it was right like off the shelf product that you could buy. Cigar. Yeah, it was. You a, can only get this here. It's blended for me, blah, blah, blah. Well, actually, um, that I, I don't mean to correct you, but that wasn't the case. So Ashton Premium House Selection is one of their regular retail lines of products. You get ah. them for like a buck fifty wholesale. It's a great house cigar. Everybody sells it for five, so they get increased margins. It's great. But what they do is they come blank. So ah, I asked so them to brand my cigar retail shop. I put my own band around it. So I called Jackson, uh, Jason at Action Label. Said no problem. Let's do it. So that was the cigar that got me out to all the casinos, picnic nights, golf outings to help raise money for the families. Got it. And then when we started building that reputation because now as a vice principal, I needed to hire somebody to help me run it. And that was Frank Lancelotti, retired Walt Township police officer. So through his connections is how all that interest came in for me wow. to help them. And then after that, all that, you know, we started Monmouth County, then Monmouth and Ocean County, and then all, all New Jersey, then parts of New York, then parts of Pennsylvania. And that's when my guy said, enough, you got to shut all this down. You can't serve two masters well. Should have get off the pot, VP, you know, whatever. And that's when the conversations all started happening about just if you feel that bad about it, you want to do more, stop talking, take the step. And that's what I did. So, uh, you know, nice. I at the time in my retail store, I was smoking everything. Casa Fernandez. It wasn't Agonors to leave at the time. Right. So I loved everything. I mean, they were doing great stuff with um, Dion, with Luzione, um, Andre at... Um, Oh, I can't believe it. Now, Viaje, uh, Nick Melillo went over there after Drew. And then I just loved all the Cas Fernandez stuff. Right. So I was like, this, these are the people that I want to make my cigar. If I'm not if I'm going to do this, it's them or nobody. Period. That's how I felt sure. strong, so strongly about. I thought their leaf was phenomenal. I thought it was the most flavorful cigar. And everyone's like, why the hell are you smoking at Cas Fernandez? Who ever heard of Cas Fernandez? You know, I was like, well, shit, maybe you should smoke this. Tell me what you think. You know, so right. I was huge supporter of Cas Fernandez from the beginning. So I called Paul as that was happening like February, March, when I realized, okay, I got 
the income. I got the credit. I've had these conversations. These guys tell me to grow a set of balls. Like, I, I, maybe I'll start looking in to see if it's a possibility. I called Paul Palmer and I said in February, January, I said, hey, uh, yeah, it was probably February, March, a couple of months after I had gotten a job and uh, as a vice principal. And I said, hey, um, would you make my cigar for me? I'm thinking about coming out with my own blend. I'm getting some shit here to do this and really getting encouraged. And he goes, no. And I said, why not? And he goes, we don't know you. You're nobody. You're a retailer. You're a hobby with the hope. A lot of guys in this industry do that. Not not happening. Okay. Wow. So, nice. Yeah. yeah. Just sucked I mean, right across I'm, the I'm, cheek. I, you know, I'm, I'm cutting to the nitty gritty. It was a longer no. Yeah, and yeah, a longer, like, we don't respect you. But it was still there. You you understand where he's coming from, I bet, huh? I absolutely understand where he's coming from because there are a lot of one and dones. There are a lot yeah. of people, hobbies with the hope. They're not real business guys. And for guys. a manufacturer to set aside tobacco and do the whole blending process with somebody, yes. it's not a light process no no and it's costly too and, and it takes time and energy from them building their own brands so how did you get around that i called them every month on the 15th at 10 a.m oh my god so I he's the guy in, who just won't quit i called him at march no april <laughs> no may no right so this continued in august i called him i said hey paul um there's something i really we've never met and you've you've never seen me i said i'm from new jersey there are a couple things you should know about me i'm from new jersey i'm six six 270 pounds i ride heavy in the motorcycle world and i said the next time you're going to have to say no to me is in person in miami i've scheduled a flight to see you next month and he his pants because there was not another word on the other side of the phone and i'm laughing like hell inside laughing like hell because i'm totally like I, i'm being serious with everything i said but i i was totally kidding around i had right. no intentions i didn't buy a flight ticket yeah so all of a sudden i start crying i'm like paul i'm just kidding he goes oh i knew you were i was like you, <laughs> you lying you He's did going, not who's yeah, coming yeah. to the office i gotta I got get some security detail yeah there was no way he knew i was joking so then uh he surprised me in that September, he came, he was on sales calls in New Jersey with Max Eduardo's son, who was just getting into the industry, sure. and Bob Morrissey, who's a sales rep um, for Casa Fernandez in New Jersey. So they showed up to Beach House Cigars, my little ass retail shop, totally as a surprise. And I was like, what the hell are you doing here? This is awesome. So immediately, right, they don't know how to work the register, and I wanted to throw a party. Yeah. So what the hell do you do? Because I wanted to leave, and I was the one working that day. So... I, I'm out, right? So I leave. And he's like, where are you going? I was like, I'm here. He's like, well, I don't know how to use the register. I was like, no kidding. So I brought all the Cas Fernandez cigar products out. Anybody, right? So I brought Viaje to the table, Luzione, all my Cas Fernandez. I, had, I I mean, I had probably more Cas Fernandez facings than any cigar I carried because sure, I loved it that much. Like. And, yeah, and it, it's shameful, right? So that's, I'm a retailer right. and I, I was totally that guy. <laughs> I'm going to make you smoke the shit I like because ah, yeah. it's my store, right? Exactly. So I, I was totally that hobbyist, right? So... It, so I put everything in the middle table and I hand wrote a sign free for the day. Thanks for coming in, whatever. So I put that there and Paul's like, what the hell are you doing? I said, Paul, I don't care who comes in. I'm going to text right now and post all my guys. I'm sending out an email to everybody, you know, like all my customers and everything else. Like come in today, party. They're going to start showing up. Just give them free cigars, hang out, talk to them. I'll be back in an hour. So I go out and I, I try to find any open liquor store to get beer, <laughs> wine. I'm going to Starbucks. I got coffees. I got cake. Are your shop? What's that? Are these guys sitting at your shop? They're sitting at my shop while I'm gone the whole time, just meeting customers, coming and grabbing free cigars, and lighting up and bullshitting. you just put out the APB on free cigars in a smoke shop. APB, come meet my guys, Cas Fernandez. They're here, hang out and smoke and with you're them. I'll gone, be back in going a couple hours. Gone. I was gone for an hour. I would love to have seen these guys' faces <laughs> as people start coming in and grabbing. Oh, hey, how are you doing? How are you doing? Hey, what the? Oh, yeah. Oh, my, my, guy, my, my guys. What's going on? My guys told me like they walked in. And my, and my guys are like, you know, uh, birds of feather flock together. Yeah. So oh. a lot of my guys are like me. They don't give a shit. Like, whoever you are, like, what's up, man? How you doing today? Yeah. Let's just talk. So my guys are walking You're in. You're from who? And, Casa who? Yeah, exactly. Who's that? And Paul is totally the opposite, right? That really, like, that, that rigid, like, how are you today? Like he, he like he could have yeah. won a, he, like, he could have won a lottery. Paul, congratulations! I just heard you won twenty million dollars. Yes, thank you. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like so Polar my guy. Opposites. Oh, it was hard. So my guys are running in, or smoking free cigars, lighting up, and and Paul is just I, I imagine. But they were telling me like he, they could tell like he didn't know what the hell was Stuff going in on. Stuffing their cargo <laughs> pants, shorts. He's a free, huh? Yeah, take a few more. Yeah, it was just fun. So when I showed back up. You they, got the uh, alcohol. Oh, uh, I procured some, not from a store, from a friend's house. 
You couldn't find any alcohol? Not at that time in the morning. What, do you live in a dry town? Not at, not, the, not at that time in the morning. What time was it? It was like 9.30, 10.30. Yeah, you're not going to find any alcohol. Yeah, so I, and, I, and I also didn't want to take, I knew my route, right? So I knew I was going to go up 35. I had the Starbucks right there. There was a liquor store there, but it was closed. And then I was just like, you know what? I got two, two guys. I called them up. I was like, listen, man, whatever you got in your cabin, I need a couple bottles of it. I'm going there like, Steve, it's 10 o'clock in the morning. You okay? <laughs> like, Is this there guy you fell off the wagon, <laughs> yeah, 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 man. Yeah. He's calling me at 9.30. <laughs> The morning. That's that's what it was. They're like, Steve, Is you all right? Okay? Do you have a loaded firearm on you at all? And I don't Do even I need know why it was important for me to get the alcohol, Rob, because I didn't realize any. Like, I just wanted to party. I forgot it was that early in the morning. <laughs> like, nobody was reaching for the vodka ten, you know. So it was just funny. You could have um, brought bagels and orange juice and hit more of a crowd. That's right. Probably what I should have yeah. done. But it was just I didn't know what to do. I was so freaking excited. So I come. Did back anyone with all drink that at this party? Oh yeah. Oh they oh, did. Oh yeah. Okay. No, oh well, the party lasted a long time oh so you knew how to prime it it was a long time i mean i wasn't <laughs> letting those guys go i mean it was on everybody came it was so beautiful because how late four or five o'clock in the morning um for whom some anybody some, some if, of us no 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 i i would some clients sometimes close at two in the morning so we probably it was probably a two o'clock in the morning day Oh wow! Yeah, and I, did did the guys from Aganorsa stay that late? No, hell no, 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 no. They were left. They left at like three or four in the afternoon, but they were good. They were good four or six hours. Now that's good. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't like a one and done. Like they were. They people just started talking to them. They started talking to people, and it was like so. At the end of the, the end of all that, like they're like, all right, we got to go, we got to go. I said before you go, sit down. Like, I want to talk to you. So he sits down. I go, Paul. What do I have to do, dude? Seriously, what do I have to do? I don't want you to, I don't want to leave you like have you leave out of here say no, but I would right. respect it. But what do I got to do? He goes, "You just did it." And he looked tired. He looked physically beat up from like a Mike Tyson fight. And I go, "From all your clients oh. haggling him and hassling him." He's like, "God, dang, it's 9:30 in the morning. What are you guys doing?" <laughs> it was so I just said, "What do I have to do?" And he goes, "You just did it." And he looked beat up. He looked physically beat up. And I said, "Are you serious with that right now?" He goes, "Yes." I said, "What made you change your mind?" He goes, you are the crazy uncle at our Thanksgiving table, and that's the best way I can say it to you. I said, I'll take it. At so least I, he's like, honest. I go, woohoo. And then all of a sudden, it was like, we won a Super Bowl. Yeah. People are spraying shit. <laughs> like, everybody got dumped up. I mean, it was it was, it was was nuts. It was nuts. It was, be- it was the best decision because I knew, I knew the second he had said yes, it meant I was off and running with the right. reputable product. Which is hard because a lot of new guys, they're willing to go to anybody to do anything. But when you have Arsenio behind you as a blender, Eduardo Fernandez as as an interested grower, Paul Palmer, like, are you shitting me? Like, I I felt like I had the A-team. A-team. Right. But not everybody knew that, you know. So now everybody. So anyway, that's how it happened. So they agreed. We go down a few line, you know, a few more months down the line. And then that's when I called the five largest police union presidents of the country. Hey, I'm coming out with a cigar to honor your fallen officers lives. Help me design the box. Help me do all this stuff. So I engaged months long, months, months, months long. Who helped you design the box? So I reached out to Patty Lynch in New York, Johnny McNesby in Philly, Ray Hunt in Houston, and Tyler Eisen. Are these the like uh, known cigar designers no, or who? police union presidents. Sorry, what? They're police union presidents. Oh, a couple of gotcha. them, like Ray Hunt was a big cigar smoker in Houston. Tyler Eisen was a big cigar smoker for Los Angeles. So these are the police guys that are going to help you guide the brand so that it's on point. Yeah. And not, I mean, you're honoring the life of fallen officers. It couldn't be cheesy. And so much of the marketing is right. girls. With it's nice. As you know, it's horrible what people do to market cigars. I think that's my personal opinion. I don't care. Come talk to me about it. That's fine. But I just think we've taken incredibly wrong directions with stuff like that. Right. And uh, I wasn't going down that route. So I wanted their opinion of how they think this cigar yeah, should be. Sex is not going to sell this them. cigar. I, it's just, it would have been horrible. Right. It would have been horrible. I couldn't yeah. do anything. Like everybody always says, oh, you need these girls at your events. You need to bring these people. We're honoring the lives of fallen officers. Do you really think a wife wants to come up? Right. For a cigar honoring their husband's life stuck between a woman's bosom saying, yeah. hey, buy me. No. Sexy never, police never, officers never, not for never, this event. Never going to happen. No. Never going to happen in our company. Never. So Love it. That's that's how it really all started. And then, um, you know, at the t- and then afterwards we decided like, hey, let's go. We're going to, bre- you know, do a blend of cigar, Los Caídos, Spanish for the Fallen. And, and it just kind of went from there. You know, Los Caídos is Spanish for the Fallen. Yes. And so the blue band is for police. Yes. And the red band is for firefighters. Yes. And it's the same exact cigar. So going back to the original. Totally different blends. Same exact cigar. Totally different bands, you said, correct? 
I'm just seeing if they're paying attention. I like that. Totally different bands. Yes. Well, my hearing. Same I'm going, blend. Yeah, my hearing has an issue. Same so blend. Yes. It's the That's same blend. That's a great blend. way to position it. But here's the thing. I'm going to give you a marketing tip. It's not the same blend. You should buy one blue and one red to support both foundations. Yeah, and I appreciate you saying that. And then, uh, you know, Paul and I engaged in a really conversation because I only did. So in 2015, we came out with the cigar. Um, the first customer, before anybody picked it up, it was still in boxes, having just been delivered from the Miami via Nicaragua. Um, somebody, you know, we're a big vacation spot in New Jersey. People come by all the time to golf, boat, you know, and all that stuff. Go to the beach. Like, we're seven minutes from the, the beach, right? right? I was in, actually, Manasquan. My, so my cigar shop was in Manasquan, which is a beachfront town, right? Sure. So people coming on our bicycles with the baskets, the cigars, beer, and all that shit. So, so that got delivered to the store. And somebody, I guess, was vacationing. And this one dude came in. I didn't know who it was. And he was asking him all these questions. What's in there? What's that about? Can I see a box? I was like, dude, that like literally, Rob, when I tell you they were in a cardboard, I had to get a knife and open it to see them for the first time myself. They had just been delivered. So I was kind of getting almost pissed off the guy. Like, dude, like, I want to see this. Like, I haven't even seen it. It's my gosh damn baby. Like, I'm not so, I was like, I was kind, polite. I said, you know what? Screw it. Let's see it together. So I opened it up. I'm showing him box. I'm looking at it for the first time. He's like, those are really, really cool. Can I get one? I said, sure. I have no idea what the pricing is. Uh, you want to do a hundred a box? He's like, sure. I was like, all right, there's 11 cigars in it. It's figure nine bucks a cigar. He said, that's great. I said, all right, let's do it. So I sold him a box and then a couple weeks later, I get a call from Laura Barlow at Cigars International says, hey, one of my guys was in to your shop to buy cigars for the weekend, vacation, and then I guess he came across this thing um, called that Los Cados. sale. Oh, listen to this. Wow. So she goes, so you want to kind of come in and further talk about it? So I said, uh, sure. <laughs> like, I didn't know, are you sure? So I go out there sometime later, and I meet with Jeff Coker, director of marketing, Laura Bar Barlow, the chief buyer, now a very, very close friend, and Craig Reynolds, CEO. And they bring me to this meeting and they open up the box and there's a story card in it. And he goes, oh, wow. Who did this? And I said, I did. He goes, I know you did, but I mean, who'd you call? Did you, Jay Jason at Action? Like, who did the card for you? I said, sir, Steve Zengel, you print. And he goes, you're kidding. I said, no. And he goes, I wondered because none of the coloring matches, like it's all off. He goes, and, and, and I don't know if Craig wants to put me out there. He's now retired, so I could say this. And this is quote verbatim, not me, Steve Zengel, New Jersey talk. And he looked at me. And, it, and then, mind you, this is my first real serious business yeah. meeting minus the Paul Palmer episode ever. Right. Right. And I had been in meetings before, but this was like at a higher level. This is CI. It's this like is CI. This, this is, is CI. Big level. This is CI, and I'm a little Steve Zangle Beach People House who just got wiped to out. to get into their catalog. It was crazy. So he looked at me, and I'll always remember this line. And Laura, Jeff, they could swear to God it, this is truth. And Craig cannot deny it if he was sitting here. But I don't know if he wants me to put him out there, but I have to to tell the story. He looks, he goes, you don't know what the f*** you're doing, do you? <laughs> I said, no, not a clue <laughs> at all. I said, honesty, I'm just, baby. I, I said, don't I'm going, fake it. <laughs> That's right. Don't fake it until you make it. it. Just be honest. Don't. I, and I think he appreciated I tried. that. You didn't like it. Let's fix it. I, I really did. I was completely honest. I said, man, I'm just trying to find my way. This is the story. This is how it all happened. I told him the story. I told him what was I, I was on. He goes, I love it. He goes, I love it. And he, they smoked the cigars and they go, these are phenomenal. He they goes, are these phenomenal. Are, he goes, you fix this. You'll have something. He goes, but right. He goes, how many did you make? And I go, 500. And he goes, that's smart. He goes, you didn't do too many. You're not going to get stuck with a ton of them. <laughs> I was like, ah, thank you. And he goes, we'll take 300 of them. And I was like, are of you serious? Right, 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 right. Yeah, Here. yeah. So I didn't even, oh. I, 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 had, I really didn't even unpack them out of the box because I didn't have Does anyone have one of these first edition Los Caeros? Yeah. Yeah, so some Post pictures if you do. So some people, I'll, I will tell you, there are some guys really strongly supportive of close friends now through the cigars. Yeah. Um, Rich Zerillo, retired Colts Neck, was was uh, was an EMT for the New York Fire Department. I think it's the NYFD. I forget how they group the EMS and EMT services, but he was a technician and served that ground zero. So he bought a ton and has not let him go. So he has three or four boxes of the original still. Pictures that we need pictures. Yeah, we want to see first edition all the way to final edition. Yeah, but there are some people out there who definitely have them. And, and it's you know what's beautiful, what's really cool sometimes is 
like I'll be in an event and somebody will come up and be like, hey, bro, you want a cigar? And they'll hand me my own from that first edition. Nice. And like, I, like I'm a soft guy. People know that. Like, I, yeah, I could act tough. Like, don't fuck with my family or friends. We're good. Like, that's when you'll see sure. like, like, so some guys home call me chief. That's from, when like, the 612 comes out. Yeah, that's when the 612 comes out. Like, just leave. <laughs> don't be a bully. Don't be an asshole, especially my friends or family. Other than that, I'm a softie. Like, yeah. I'm an emotional guy. Like, you tell me a, 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 a story right. that touches my heart. I'm not embarrassed to How cry cool or show it. How cool is it to get your own cigar back aged? I, so, so that's why I tell the story. Like, it is so touching to me. It's like right away, it's like, holy shit. Like, I'm, I'm so taken over emotionally. It's like, wow, this guy thought and cared enough to hold on to it and give it back to me years later. It's just, it was a really, really cool thing. So that happens every now and then. I'm not going to tell you it happens all the time. Right. But the, the one or two times a year it does happen, it's like, wow. It, it just grabs you, touches you. Yeah. It makes you feel like to your point earlier with the thing it makes you feel like you're doing something better than just suspending a few kids and watching a classroom right you know what i mean like i feel something so that's uh just incredibly proud of it happy about it and uh that's the path we're on so then during that time when it first came out and whatnot I, that's when i learned quickly about this thing called profit margin so after i sold to ci they put in a magazine it was profit gone in a few margin? months yeah there's a profit margin scheme <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no shit, right <laughs> So we it's got to be profitable in right, order to charity, dude, give to charity. Well, that's the thing. That's the thing. Right. So listen, I, I see I did not. They were great. They honored a no discount policy for me because I said really? I said no family member. I don't want a Your family. Your cigar is not going to end up on cigar bid. Thank God. I, it, it may. I don't know. Well, hold on yeah. now. Craig retired. Craig is no uh, longer there and yeah. Laura is no longer there. Yeah. So I don't know where but the existence is for you to say I, we get it. It's yes. not a race to the bottom. We're trying well, to do something better. Well, it's not even a race to the bottom or about profits at that point. I did not want a family member. Same reason we talked about the, the ass, right, yeah. with the women. They, no family member should look at a product honoring their father or mother who served this country with a huge red line through it. Because what is that saying about their oh. life? Not happening. Not now under my you, watch. Now you're schooling me on marketing. Yeah. I love it. So not 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 it's not ever not, even not about ever the happening. Price and the profit margin. Yeah, and I'm it's not going to gouge you. I'm not going to put it up to twenty bucks. But there's no. no damn way. It's a ten dollar cigar. If I see a red line through that shit, we're done. We right. are done. Done. And I don't care who you are. You're dishonoring them. Yes. You're totally dishonoring a life. Right. Like, hey, we're we're honoring and remembering you. And by the way. Yeah, sixty percent off, forty percent off. It's just horrible, right. horrible. So that I never want to see that on a retail site. Now, I will discount it to the re retailers who are selling it, so they I can help them make a little more money. Like the pandemic, like I've discounted oh, my sure. stuff all the time, so they could try to make money. Right, that's but wholesale. Where that's wholesale, it's much yeah, different. It's different. So I'm allowing them to get seventy percent instead of Keystone fifty percent, et cetera. But I don't want to see the MSRP go down to nine or eight or whatever. Not right. not happening. If it does, hey, it is what it is. But we're done. Not going to yeah. work with you in the future. Right. So a lot of guys, a, a lot of guys have been great. Scott Regina, Abe, like all the, all the uh, lose at Neptune. Like you, I could just go down a list. Dave Kepler, Smokers Choice, Keith Rumbo, Club Humidor, like all those guys, they get it. Like we did an event with, uh, with Keith Rumbo, probably did 6,000 in sales. The very next day, we gave $1,000 to Fire Station 1 for Greg Garza. So, so I got to ask, are you giving, so when you get these made, yeah. are you giving the money right away, the dollar right away, or are you doing it once you sell them? Uh, great question. So in the beginning... I did the lump sum, right? So I was doing lump, but now it's an, it's going to be an annual thing. And we're coming out with a lot of new product, hopefully for next year's PCA. And we're changing the model from a dollar on every cigar sold to family members, fallen officers, fighters only. We're going to do veterans and a couple other groups. And we're yep. going to give 10% of net to to a number of different groups. So the marketing's changing. So that's why I'm here at the show trying to tell all the retailers, help me get rid of this because in every box, every package we have talks about that dollar give back and that model's changing. So I can't come out with any new stuff until all that stuff is gone. Why are you changing the model from a dollar to 10%? Because I think more people need help. I think, uh, you know, I was on you a ride. you can give more with that? Yeah, I was, a, I was in a ride on San Diego and, uh, you know, the guy said, Hey, are you ever going to do cigars for vets? And I said, oh, they got cigars for warriors. They got it. And he's basically said, so do you think you're doing too much for vets? I froze. I had no answer. So we went on a ride and that's all I could think about all day. So after the ride was over and I'm friends with him to this day, I'm riding with him in Los Angeles on Saturday. His name is Mike Brown. And I, and he rides with the green Knights. And I said, you know what, Mike, I thought about what you asked me all day today on a ride. And I got to tell you subconsciously. Yeah. I probably thought we were doing too much. We're already doing enough for the vets in the cigar industry. And he goes, hmm. 
And, and that's, nice it. Call <laughs> that's out. it. That was it. He's like, hmm. Are we you, doing you, you too much with, for you, the you sit with that thought. Yeah. And then I was like, I'm, I, he's 100% right. How can we ever do? We have too homeless much. vets. We, how can you ever right. do enough for veterans? You can't. Not So that was a really, really good learning experience for me. Right. So now we're going to do vets. So the reason why we're going 10% in a dollar is I've learned that dollar is really, really hard especially with rising prices, what consumers want to pay for cigars, what we've taught cigars to expect. We've commoditized the whole industry. We say we're premium, but Christ almighty, if you sell your cigar for more than $12, it's it's like, right. you know, like hell freezing over. So it's just, I, we're figuring a lot of stuff out, but I thought it was way better. Instead of saying a dollar goes back to one blah, 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 and all that messaging, we're getting 10% back to whoever we want, and it'll probably it'll be amongst these groups. But that's that's what we decided to do because I also learned you can't give back what you don't have, and I right. need to survive as a business. So that dollar was it was eating all of like I thank God my it's cash flow. We, yeah, so we I made some good decisions in real estate. My wife's a medical professional. Without her support, right, it would have been very very hard to sustain that business model. So we had to change it. So it's kind of like you know I studied Tom's the shoe company one for one that you know that wasn't sustainable so if you go back in history of some businesses that tried that one for one model it's it's all it's very hard to sustain long term unless you're getting a constant inflow of vc money into stuff like that right. so we just that's i don't want to do that i want to be self-sustaining so we had to change the the model to be more profitable so we can continue to give back profit margin for giving back yes good yes I'd rather that than say, you know what, we did good for a couple of years. We gave the dollar, but I realized I can't make any money, so I'm shutting the company down. Then, then what are we doing, right? So yeah. Steve Zangler could go back. I could go work in any port. And you had a brief hiatus in between, so you you started out the gate to get attention. Yes. Riding your Harley across America. Yes. From New Jersey to San Diego. Yeah, Los Angeles, and then we looped down. So I went to. New York, and I visit all cigar shops. So Nat Sherman, Cigars International, and and then I Pittsburgh. So you didn't even point the motorcycle due west. You like up the coast and back down, and then went west. Yeah, yeah. So I, I did New York, uh, Pittsburgh, Kansas City, Denver. Like I went North Rim. You know, we basically called North Rim going out. Hit Los Angeles, went down to San Diego, then came back through Houston, New Orleans, Miami, and up. So 7,726 miles, 13 days. I did about 770 miles a day on a bike. And it's ridiculous. You said you were riding through hailstorms. Yeah, yeah. I, I was showing a guy from Outlaw Cigars last night that, yeah, I was showing him all the pictures because he rides as well. So, yeah, there's a couple good pictures of me in like three or four inches Cops of snow. Cops shutting down roads and you were trying to talk your way through it. Yes. How, how do you know that? I, I know. How do you know that? So I was I was just telling him last night at the Palazzo Cigar Bar the same story like the police had shut the roads down in Denver it was just a sheet of ice so I was like bro I got sheet of ice yeah it was bad and you're gonna take your motorcycle out of it um, I I did I, I had somebody behind me in a truck if I went down over there to How fast call the hospital were you going? oh shit not ten miles an hour five miles an hour. Just I, was, I, was just, I, was, I was just out of the friction zone because it's hilly, <laughs> right? Yeah. So I don't have to go fast. If I was in neutral going down the Denver mountains, I would. It, you it, it was just hard. Yeah. Around. So you. So what happened was I was actually looking for snow on the shoulder to go through for traction. traction. Yeah. So people who ride can understand that. So it's I like, needed that like traction. It's like going over one of those graded bridges. Every time yeah. I go over a graded bridge on my motorcycle, I'm like, hold on, baby. It's just the tires grab and shakes. You're not going to slip, but it feels like you're going to go down. Yes. And if and please just talk about the tires and bike shaking, because what you just did, I don't ever need to see again. But that was really good. Blow. For those of you He's, he'll, he'll who be at don't the watch us tonight. on YouTube, you can now watch us on YouTube. <laughs> you had some good flow there. That was pretty good, Rob. I'm a dancer. I am really impressed. That was very nice. That was very. I really want to see some of that come out the next two I'll nights here. I'll shake my tail feather. <laughs> so yeah, so we went cross country. I thought it was getting sideways in America after the downtown ambush in uh, Dallas in July 16, where five guys were killed, nine were injured, and I just said, you know what, something's got to be done. So uh, at the time, I was I was teaching. Not you know, I went back into the classroom. So after CI bought those and they sold out, I said I learned about profit margin. I didn't have enough money to buy new inventory and still pay the lights and employees of the cigar retail shop and everything else. It was just a shit show. I was learning a ton at the time. So I took a year off. And in that year, I went back to being a teacher, get in the classroom, make a little money, figure things out. And that's when that happened. So I looked at the school principal and I was like, fire me if you want. I got to go. I'm taking two weeks off. So she's like, my husband's a police officer. I got you covered. 
just pick, you know, we, um, it was a very large Jewish dominated community. So we had a lot of Jewish holidays off in October. So my two weeks off only meant that I missed school for like four or five days. So okay. it worked out perfectly, but I was gone. And that's why I did it in only 13 days because I had to get back to work. So it was, yeah, and that's, you'll never do it again. I'll never do it again like that. Never. Yeah. I will take that so same ride. I would take at least a month to do, if not more. Now and that's, the idea is to land somewhere hook up with a Harley dealership, rent a bike, do a day ride, Yep. way more enjoyable, more people will join in and have a fun time. So yeah, so now like for instance, we're here at the show, but on Tuesday after the show, I fly out to LA, got to see some shops and everything else, but we have a major event, the 888 Cigar Lounge at Roger Steinke, Orange County Harley, we're leaving Saturday, closing down, 100 or so bikers, block party, raising the load of money we're going to give out checks that day to local firefighters because they've had it really really tough in california yep. this year and uh, it just feels great and then i'll fly back home on sunday so if people want to get involved in the events where do they need to go so the name of the nonprofit to which we give the dollar back on every cigar sold is life of a ride time.org and now i'm going to say what it's not so you know why you need to look for what you need to look for so we wanted to do ride of a lifetime but it was taken by everybody, and I got a bunch of letters. Like, and my lawyer said, "There's no way you could do this, dude. Yeah. The, the IP on this is already protected 50 times over right. from 20 different places." So I said, "Well, what if we just switched it?" And he goes, "What do you mean?" I said, "Make it life of a ride time." He goes, "That sounds stupid." I said, "No, but I like it. We're going to go with that because it's easy, and I don't have time." Life of a ride time. Life of a ride time. So that's that's what you I called are from it. New Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that makes sense to me it yeah, did it was the easiest thing to do and honestly like all the thinking i do in a day i was just mentally drained i didn't want to spend time on it it was like we'll make it life a ride time so he's like you sure i said yeah yeah and he said but no one's gonna like everyone's gonna mess that up and they're gonna Can look I for go ride to of life anyway. dot com and find out where <laughs> yeah, to go which is even harder to say yeah, and right. spell i'm just so batting spell a thousand <laughs> so yeah doing so they, great on the marketing so, front by the way <laughs> Knocking it out. I'm of doing. Park. I'm doing everything you shouldn't do, right? So, they uh, no. So, life of the ride time. Life of a ride time. org is where I want everybody to go to learn about those events. Um, I have to be very, very careful because that is a 501c registered public charity, right? As determined by the IRS. So, I was giving so much back. I was the sole donor of to it for a while through Los Kaitos sure. that they said you're dangerously close to becoming a foundation and that's not what you put on the paperwork with the IRS. So now we'll have events for Life of Ride Time and we feature other people's cigars, not only mine. So I've oh, definitely okay. I've definitely like left, the, like I serve as president of the company, I'm looking to step back from that as well. Uh, we have a cigar social committee, I'm not on it, right? So now we have a board of 10 people from all throughout the country, first responders who helped me run that organization so that I could be kind of arm's distance away. I don't want it using, using that as a vehicle to fund Los Kaidos. I need right. I need a, an arm's distance away. So anybody is welcome to partake, have fun, do it. So we and we got some good, you know, we have Wawa came on board to help us out, Manasquan Bank and Local Bank, Jersey Mike. So we have a good national presence of support sure. as well. So. so that's where you can find out where the next ride is. So yeah, just a ton of great things going on. I'm really excited about it. Um, I was just talking to Greg Zimmerman about maybe doing a ride out in Harrisburg, PA in early October because they lost a firefighter. What's that? Let's do one in Minnesota. Yeah, in June or July. I'd love to. Yeah, I'd no, love not, to. In the, not in the winter. <laughs> not We're not in doing winter. ice and snow. <laughs> hey, find the snow, guys. Yeah. I, I, would, I would absolutely be down for that. I would do that. All right. I got a bike. I'm ready to ride. What do you ride? I have a Yamaha Bolt. It's like a Sportster. What else do you ride? Yamaha Bolt. And you say that online, you you admit yeah. that? Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm not ashamed. I'm kidding. There's not just one I'm, bike out listen, there. Listen, I know. I can't stand people who relate. Like, listen, I'm a Harley enthusiast through and through. All right. Yeah, I swear right. by them, love them. Company's great. Sure. Um, and I've had a lot of support. Says with them. the guy who rents them, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> no, he I doesn't have even have bike. to maintain them. That's why I own a Yamaha Bolt. <laughs> No, but it's so funny when you talk to people who like, I don't want to go riding with that guy because he's got this thing or that thing. And I'm like, are you serious, dude? Wheels yeah. are wheels. Just ride. Wheels Just go. Wheels. So I, I do. If anybody had a Yamaha Chappie or one of these energized bicycles, it's like, if you could keep up, let's roll, man. Let's go. So I, I love riding. I'll ride with anybody we'll leave the anytime. Vespa's in the dust. Huh? We'll leave the Vespa 50s in the dust. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Like, hey, come There's on now. No, no, no. We can't. For you. No, for us to truly feel that way, okay, we have to bring okay, in the Vespas. Okay. Come on, man. They'll just be six hours behind us, but it's fine. <laughs> we'll be in Los Angeles. We're just getting out of Vegas. Beep, 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 beep.
<laughs> cleanup crew on the back. Yeah. Get it, guys. We appreciate you and your support. A lot of stuff going on, man. That's a lot. Yeah. But it's not a lot because it's a simple cause. You know, and, and the, the one thing that we talked about before is the kind of uh, marketing and, hey, we're for a cause. We're for a cause. But it's like a marketing scheme or an attention grab. Yeah. But you, this is a core value. This yeah. is what you founded the company on. Yes. This is what the mission is. Yes. From day one. Yes. Yeah. So we're really. Yeah. So and again, so we all uh, to your point, we only came out with the police cigar because it was needed. It was out of demand when CI was blessed me with the relationship and I sold out quickly and then had to go back to the classroom, really sharpen a sword business acumen wise. It gave me perspective. Like during that time, we had a lot of guys, right? Long Branch firefighters, Butchie Guzzi, Tommy Siciliano saying, hey, bro, we got guys dying on, you know, Ryan D'Elia from Anasquan sending me emails, right? Facebook messages. Hey, Steve, I know you're a local guy. You do this for police, but we have guys dying in line of duty over here, too. You ever going to do anything for firefighters? And really called me out on my shit. And they're like, if you really believe in that, would you, you might consider or want to consider or would you consider? So it started those conversations. So when I came back, I said, you know what? We're going to do something for firefighters, too. And now it's been very interesting um, without going too deep down a rabbit hole or, or telling too much until I can absolutely be sure I could do it. We're definitely going to do something for veterans because that's, again, based on Mike Brown's conversation, right. me and 18, it's been out there for way too long. I need to get something done with that. But also I took 17 rides in 19. Pandemic happened to 20. Sutliff started distributing me October 220. So, so much is going on. They had to going on Nicaragua so I'm I'm on my own time path I know people are really pissed off like when is something new coming from Los Gaitos right you haven't done anything new in What's, three years what like, do you what mean the, new new blend oh yeah new sizes new blends like people are just why why do we need to create a new blend well uh, listen brother I, ha I I'm with you I haven't but this is a great blend it, no, no, no. It's a great plan. But what I'm saying is people want to see me do more for veterans. So I can't come out with the same cigar and just put a green band around it and say it's for veterans. I probably it could. you it to 10% no matter what. Or do you want each... So it is specific. Like all of these blue bands are going to please. Yes. All, so it's not just like... 10% to any cause. Right. So we're getting we're getting requests. So the end is two things, right? Every a lot of people are saying you need to do something for veterans. So that's number one. So we do. We have an option. Make the same exact cigar. I know it's going to be fine with the FDA, right? Which is why we did the two bands in one cigar. Because but this was done in 16. Not being a big play. Correct. Which but that was the other shoe to drop. Right. Right. So that's why I'm on my own path. People don't know the reasons I'm waiting all to do back. all this shit. You got to open. Right. I have, so there are five things going on that I'm waiting for to drop to be clear to move forward. Right. And all they see is I want I want something for vets or listen, I've been smoking the same from those guys. not shit, but the same cigar. Oh, yeah, like, no, are I you know. are you going to come out with anything new? Are you coming out with the Maduro? A lot of people want a full bodied Maduro cigar for me. They think this is too mild for them. Some others think this is too strong for them. They want you know how everybody great, has opinion. Cigar. I think anybody. it is. I think I mean, we're smoking at 10 o'clock in the morning. Sweetness in it great amount of flavor it doesn't have a ton of complexity but that's yep. perfect for me because i just want a cigar that's going to be good and consistent and let me give you this other perspective right so i'm the only guy in a company and with such lives help on distribution you have brokers who want to get involved so i've talked with independent sales reps who represent a number of different products they're not in-house they said steve i'd love to carry you you're one box of 20 cigars you don't even pay for my gas money to go to oh, the right. store so that's so some of that self-motivated like selfishly motivated they want the brokers want to see me come out with new stuff so they could get paid and feel like they have something to sell sure. um you know retailers are saying steve you're in one box you know like do you have anything more like i want to pep it we up i want to give you more shelf space because jersey mike's you know with that business model of like hey we give back a dollar a sub or whatever when you go into jersey mike's you're not looking at subway and other companies that do subs and trying to figure out well what sandwich do i want oh wait this one gives to charity i want that one right in a smoke shop you got your box and somebody else's box and another box here and another box there and another box there by the time i look at a five inch radius i'm already going ah that one looks better yeah that logo looks cool what is that yeah. So now you're competing for visual 
aesthetics. Yeah, and that's what I tell my so a lot of guys, like to to that point. So I've had this conversation with them, right? I was like, listen, for me to go to a Jersey Mike's or, or use any store, right? I don't want this to. I don't want because the Jersey Mike's guys really don't. I don't even know if they're cool with being so closely related to a tobacco company because they're a healthy option and whatever. But uh, is, but we can talk about them because they've influenced me so much. But when you go to a store like that, you physically have to walk out of a building, move over to another strip mall because a lot of them have non-competes to right. go into a subway or a firehouse or Jimmy John's, something like that. And I tell people all the time, when you're in a, when you're in a humidor, my competition is less than a half inch away. Right. Right. So, and then if you read a book like a famous VC guy, PayPal Mafia, Peter Thiel, zero to one competition for losers so I pay zero and this is where I'm bad I probably need to get better I pay zero attention and could give two shits about what anyone else in this industry is doing they're on their respective paths I'm on mine why should I do anything different to my company right. based on what someone else is doing? And if you look at others, like I think golf especially is true of this and some other sports when you start looking at what the competition is doing right it, it messes with you. Oh, yeah. It almost takes you off your goal and your game plan, right? Look exactly. at So, uh, um, Conor McGregor, the fight was last night. Great example. He's taking his eye off the goal. Got his ass kicked twice. Like, he could kick my ass probably. Oh, yeah. Who knows? But you, you notice that with some great guys who just take their eye off the prize a little bit. And I think that happens a lot when you're focused on others in competition. Just focus on you and do you really, really, really well. Let the chips fall where they are. So, I, I'm not the guy worried about what anyone else is doing. I bless them. I think all boats rise in a rising tide or whatever that saying is. I think I, I hope everybody out the pie is big enough. I mean, there's enough money out there to support every cigar shop here at the show, right? Or cigar brand line, whatever you want to call them. People want to try different stuff. Yeah. So I, I hope the best for everybody here. I hope they all succeed. Right. But nothing they do. Zero impact on my thoughts, my philosophies, my timeline, what I'm going to do. I'm on my path and I only owe an answer to the big guy and my wife. That's yeah. it. That's, That's it. And then sometimes the consumers, you know, like I'll, I'll, I, owe, I owe good service to retailers. I need quality. to be a good servant leader. I need quality. I need to be a good servant in some capacities. I want to money on this. I want it to taste good. Yeah. Even though it's for a good cause. Yeah. I'm, Yeah. You know, well, that's the other thing, too. Enjoy it. That's the other thing, too. That was huge. Right. So like you can, anyone can come out and say I'm a good cause. If you were a good. And I, you, you probably heard me talk about this on David Cigar Authority and everything else. Good cause gets you the first sale. Right. You got to be a good cigar to sustain it. Right. Right. And that's why I'm so blessed with Cas Fernandez, because now everybody knows him. Oh, Aganorsa leave. It's the best shit in the world. Aganorsa. I love Aganorsa. I love Aganorsa. Motherfucker, I was there before Terrence got there. <laughs> I don't want to hear shit. I had, the, I had the taste for the flavor. I called this shit in 2013. Y'all can just back up. Just stop talking about it. Oh, Aganorsa. Aganorsa. Like, it's Cas Fernandez. We're good. You know? <laughs> so... Anyway, I'm very happy about the fact I called this shit way before anybody else did. It's good stuff. But Terrence did. I mean, no, we, we know this. I could talk right. about their family. Terrence completely, single-handedly changed that company. Changed it. Absolutely. So I have a tremendous, tremendous, deep respect for the work that Terrence put in and does every day. I mean, that, that Great if, if anybody listening to this wants to see work ethic and how to build a brand, go study Terrence Riley at Agonorsa Leaf. Steve. This cigar is amazing. I love it. It's definitely box worthy. The box is interesting. It's not a wood box. It's not a wood box. So that was an experiment I did because boxes are expensive and I'm trying to do everything I can to find margin back to give that dollar. So we did 49 cigars in a cardboard box being the 50. So in our boxes, we always leave an open space for the person that we're honoring and remembering, thinking they're having a cigar with us upstairs. So that's a 49 count box, not a 50. I'll always be one less than a regular that's count. That's the story behind one missing cigar. Yeah. Yeah. We always smoke with somebody. Like like before I lit up today with you, I'm quietly thinking of somebody I'm having a cigar for today. So I wow. I, I am very... Cool that's concept. very personal to me. Very personal cool to me. Cool mental thought process behind yeah it. i lost my best friend on 9 11 so every september 11th i have a cigar in my backyard and i'll talk to him i don't care i, I mean my wife and kids my son was named after him so uh my wife and children know how important he was to me in my life so every september 11th i always have a cigar and i talk to him in my backyard like hey man how you doing still pissed that you left me <laughs> you know yeah so uh but yeah very dear so i just want the people to have that same experience when i went to arsenio and paul to blend a cigar they're like, oh, what do you like? You want Corojo? You want Criollo? Blah, blah, blah. You 
know, I said, no, this is what I want. I said, we're going to have people to honor and remember a loved one lost. We're going to have people there who seldom smoke cigars, but just want to remember a loved one. And it might be the first and only cigar they ever have in their life. And I'm, I'm going to have this on a you know, shelf at cigar stores and guys who are regular smokers, everyday full-bodied Maduro smoker, you know, heavy uh, smoke, not that Maduro has to be full-bodied, not making it, I want to be clear on that, uh, but full-bodied, full-strength um, cigar smokers, I want this to be something they can enjoy too on an everyday basis. And if they come to the ceremony, I want something that they'll enjoy as well. Right. So how do you bridge that person that seldom smokes cigars might be the only one in their life it's tough with a full-bodied cigar smoker and have it be an everyday presentation on a retail shelf right have it be a great cigar and because the fda was breathing down everybody's neck have that be my only cigar right so arsenio nailed it and everybody like i went up to see the cats up at cigar fish not one time just to shoot the shit and talk and and they were talking to me like oh who blended your cigar like how'd you blend it how'd you blend it? i said i didn't i gave everything to arsenio i told him this is the environment we're gonna have it in blend me a cigar for that occasion and they're like you admit that and i was like yeah so I admit you that. didn't taste any samples you didn't try no i did so they sent he sent 22 times two right because you always want two to verify so he sent about 22 blends to uh casa fernandez factory in miami and at the time i was still working in school i didn't have I couldn't go to Nicaragua, so I only had like four days. So I went down, smoked everything with Paul Palmer. We went through, went through, went through. And finally, when I found the one, that I was like, this is it, immediately. So it was about the 12th or 13th one in that we found this blend. Awesome. Yeah, so I didn't go to the farm. I didn't go to the field. Like, what? You weren't I, picking I, out tobacco. I, I, yeah, you let like, them do that. I, I live in New Jersey. Right. I, like, I'm, I, I, how, do you know how long it would take me to be good, as good as Arsenio or, or half the blenders in Nicaragua? It would take me a lifetime, and I was still wouldn't be as good, ever. And if, and if you went down there to go have them walk you through it, you'd yeah. just be taking up valuable time. Right. Yeah. Right. So I just turned over the reins. I said, this is the environment in which this cigar will be it. smoked. And he, I think he did. I, I said that. And, and it's hard for me to say that, Rob, because everyone's going to say that about their own cigar. Right. And I'm going to say, oh, I think he nailed it. You know, it's a great Try cigar. It for yourself, but I guarantee you. I got it. Gotta, I got to tell you, brother, I think he nailed it. I really do. I've seen seldom occasional first time cigar smokers light this thing and it doesn't give them a headache, doesn't knock them on their ass. They, they might get through half of it and say, OK, you know, it's my first one ever. A little t- All right. I get that. Great. But they right. still smoke. They have to three quarters of it. Right. Right. So they got their, their and they honored and remembered a loved one. So they got their money's worth for 10 bucks yeah right and then the everyday cigar smoker they, they they go to it all the time i'm very very happy so we've grown from my little ass retail shop to now 171 stores in 39 states and i'm really awesome. really proud of that so we're with famous we're with atlantic with best cigar prices jrcr with all the big so i'm i'm blessed i'm blessed and they wouldn't do that unless right it's the sold. cigar was good yeah unless it was selling so i'm i'm very happy with that I'm very happy. You with don't that. get in the door just because you have a cause. No, not at all. Everybody knows it. Everybody knows it'll be one and done. And that's where I have to grow and get better as a person. Right. So I'm the only guy in the company. I only have Agonorses. Their guys helped. So Brett Bauer socks. One of their reps is helping us in New England and doing a fantastic job. Same as Jeremy Wolfson. He's an Agonorsa rep out west. He's doing a fantastic job. Um, and they, they believed in me. Thank God they have Agonorsa sales because, again, I don't even pay for the gas money to go to right. one guy and visit them to make sales. So I, I'll forever be in their debt. Um, and that's that's the thing is, like, I really want to get out there. If I don't have a sales team and now I'm with Sutliff, who has an inside sales team of four to six people, who's visiting the retailers on a regular basis. So right. I got to get off my ass. But again, to that point, I'm trying to get out there and they're like, we're closed, the pandemic. And I'm not using an excuse. Yeah. That was real shit. The people who right. said, come out and do an event, we did an event during the pandemic with them. Right. Right. So I, I'd go to cigar shops during the pandemic and we did events together. And then the other ones I wanted to see were like, you can't come or shut down. Right. So we had a, a multiple hundred motorcycle ride events scheduled with Scott Regina. The police, Portsmouth police called and said, bro, you ain't leaving out of that Harley dealer. We love what you're doing for us. We want to let a ride. But can't you, you can't got to right. shut you down, dude. The whole place is closed. So that type of stuff was happening. Now that we're back, I'm ready to hit the road hard. I'm ready to hit the road hard. Thank everybody for their initial belief in me. Let's keep going. And that's why I'm really, really excited. Everything from this moment on after the show is every about coming out with the, the new stuff. Help more people answer the call from the consumers to have different blends. So my whole focus after this on the 13th on is next PCA show for me. Love it. Yeah. How are you doing? Let's, can we talk about you briefly? No, we can't. Okay. It's not that kind of show. (laughs) (laughs) 
It's not that kind of show. <laughs> but let, let me just say, too, I don't know how much we're going to go on, but really, you should give some props to yourself because I've been with Bovida for a very, very long time. And going back to the box, you know, this is something funny because I think I gave you a cigar and you're yeah, like, wow, look at the age on this, right? I was like, holy so, cow, where did he, he pulled them out of his khaki cargo pants. <laughs> I said, man, were, were these in there for six months? What's going on here? The cellophane looks and, like it's been in and there I for a year bad, and a half. But I, I pulled them from the Sutliff booth. So everybody knows, to defend myself, the Sutliff tobacco. So if you had a, maybe this camera can grab it. The Sutliff, to, and I'm not asking you to move it, Matt. The Sutliff tobacco booth where I am being distributed out of now is right there with all the pipe drawers. We could literally see it from here. It's about 80 feet away. So I threw two in my pocket and I brought them down. So what am I going to do? Bring a whole case down and open it up? So I threw them in my pocket, walked them down and gave them to you. And Rob's like, really, dude? You're giving me a cigar out of your khaki pocket? Khaki yes, pocket. I am. Yes, I am. All right. This is going to be a good cigar. So then really. when, he, when he opened it up and it was, it was, the cello was a little brown on it. He was just, he was like, man, Forgot I don't know what this cigar. Smoke. Before the pandemic, hey, buddy, tough. time is tough. Did this you got to go smoke what you're given. Did, did this go through the wash? Yeah. But, oh, your facial expression said yeah. so much. You said everything without saying anything. Yeah. You were reading my face. I'm going, oh, boy, what am I getting myself into? Oh, so funny. But so, what? you know, I've had a great relationship with you guys. I don't know if you know the history, but we created the first Ellie Blue uh, humidor with Bovida Packs inside. I did a special yes. one-off project. So six, I have one. I think Sean has has one and then the other four went out there but i did that as a special product as a testament to bovida because you know people talk about innovation oh i changed the coloring on my box that's really innovative I'm like are you shitting me yeah, like that's right. the best you got you change a color in a band and you think it's that's innovating innovation there. so i think the biggest innovations were like acid with the infusion you guys totally change the game on humidification um I think Bugatti lighters with the interchangeable cartridge and all that stuff. I don't know how that's going to go, but initially it was like, hey, you got to applaud the effort. Like they're oh, trying yeah. to make it easier for everybody. And then that, uh, hey, so so give me that cigar mechanic thing. So that new cigar mechanic toy, I don't know if anybody heard about it. Rob showed me this yesterday. So it's a little thing. You just, it, it's got two endpoints and you just put them in a cigar. And it tells you if it's ready to smoke or not. And, and this is ready to smoke. So I'm pretty excited by that. And so really, you know, last decade or two, you're looking at four innovations. If you truly define a word, innovate, right? So how people use innovation in this cigar industry, I think, is overused and, and totally misused anymore. But they need to do it because they have right. no differentiating quality about their cigar. Cigar is cigar. So what are you going to say? Oh, we innovated. We changed the color. We changed the package. We painted the inside of the box. Like, All right, fine. That's cool. Um, but as far as the cigar is concerned, what I loved about this box is we did the 49 count box. and We put one of your big boys up there, like 60 gram or 80 gram, whatever yeah, the hell yeah. it was. And then when you open the, this box, all of these, like, I don't know if the camera can catch this. Can the camera catch this metal? Oh, that camera right there? Okay. What's up, everybody? How you doing? I didn't box. realize there was a camera. <laughs> hey, hey, how you doing? Has that been on me the whole time? Yep. Like, can people, oh my God. Did I? We got you from all angles. I swear to God, like, if I, I hope I didn't, like, pull one of these or anything. But if you could see the cell phone. your arm. <laughs> I know, let me just yeah, tuck yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. Um, so this is really really brown and every time i give somebody a cigar you know or somebody pulls it like wow this is really aged how long right. like do i have one of the original ones like you kind of pulled that too a little yeah. bit and i was like i really you are special to me i want you to feel special <laughs> to me but it's not age i said that's the testament to bovida working because it's cellophane people might not be aware it's a porous yeah, uh, it breathes yeah it breathes it's a porous element i guess to say it's a uh it's a vegetable uh, it's, it's, based polymer can't really be called a polymer because it's not fake so it's a vegetable based packaging that's a great way to say it. vegetable yeah. based packaging which is porridge which means things can get in and out of it so the reason it's brown is because the bovida is working right it's taking the humidification out adding it out adding it and all of a sudden that's that's what you get you get some of the coloration from the cigar with that humidification coming in and out so i open i'm like if, if you want to see is bovida working or not yeah it's working look at this yeah this is the best testament as far as i'm concerned as far as the bovida product but you guys know i've been in a boat with you since day one um i swear by your product love your product 
product, always use your product. I, in my motorcycle, you know, I got my traveling uh, Zycar case, those cigars, and it's always got my Boba to pack in. I bitched at Sean for years, like, dude, make right. me a traveling case with the drop-in Boba to pack. Just come on, man. You know, so I've asked you for, I, I, I think I probably pitched Sean 10 to 15 Boba to ideas over the years because I just love the product that much. And I'm not it. saying that just because I'm on the show, but I mean, right. anybody who knows me knows that I've, I've pumped over to forever, and I always will. Because um, you're nice people from Minnesota who yeah. don't curse on the show. <laughs> you're very nice. But uh, no, but yeah, I, I really do. I appreciate, I value our friendship, our relationship. And uh, you've always been there anytime I needed something. Uh, and I just really, really humbled and thankful for even being here today, Rob. Not Thank that we're you, done. Man. I'm just saying, you really do a nice job. You worked Thank hard. You, you built your own brand yourself. I mean, sh you came from. I remember you first couple episodes, right? I, I, I mean, you you have totally built this thing. But I'll forget rough. It is what it is. Yeah, you were you building. Cut it. You know what? Somehow. So that's the other thing that really pisses me off. So many people stand on the outside and criticize, right? Others, yeah. right? Uh, they'll talk bad about this brand. Bad. Man, motherfucker, until you get in their shoes. Then you could talk. Right. But if you haven't tried to do what they have tried to do or accomplished what they've accomplished, sit down and shut the fuck up. Right. <laughs> like, don't say anything. Right. I hate that about people. I hate that. Until you've done anything, just sit down and be it's easy quiet. easy to be a critic. It's so easy to be a critic. And that, that really gets my goat. That really gets Empathy my goat. Empathy and respect go a long way. They do. And I, I and I, I, that is a big word. And I hope people don't really use it. Like, if you're truly empathetic, before you even speak, put yourself inside. Nobody knows everybody's problems. No. Nobody knows. Like, you, you can meet a guy and he could be, like, just pissy. Instead of calling him an asshole, how do you know that his kid wasn't in a car accident in the hospital, but he feels obligated to be at a cigar trade show right. because he's got to make money. He's got to do this. You don't know anybody's situation. Yeah, so man. instead of judging, try to be empathetic. Maybe the guy's just, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. so many people are so quick to judge, and I just wish they, there would be a little more empathy and understanding in the Appreciate world of respect. Yeah, you know? Man. But what you've built, I'm I'm honored to be here. Very very humbled, and thanks so much. I, I hope I didn't. I hope I didn't talk too at the much. Last it, PC or IPCPR PCA, but you know, schedules got cut, things got happen. You know, so it's been a long time coming. But I want to do a ride in Minnesota. I want to be a part of it because it's just experience it's the experience that i want to be a part of and what's you just the, have such a great experience what's the shop out there do you got the tobacco grove or something yeah tobacco that, grove so tobacco grove in there yeah. now who, who who has that place i know the gentleman's name yeah jeff right over here from crux okay cigars okay so right next to us here. But that, that so that's that's a uh person i'd want to work with and you get yeah. the harley dealer involved and it, that it could be a good let's ride do it it could be a good ride we'll do it all we'll right do it but i'm we're not gonna, dressing we're like gonna that cut these cameras and go talk to jeff right now all right let's do it steve i appreciate you thank you for being on the show rob thanks I, for coming out with this this is a great cause absolutely love it i can't believe that we're even a part of it but more importantly we support you 100 percent. keep doing the great work you're doing man yeah, thank you, Rob. Um, thank you for putting the work, effort, and energy to make these shows great. Um, I hope I was was decent, Matt. Thank you very much for what you do over there. You're smiling like, uh, bro, you do a lot of work. Matt you got this, this whole setup. And uh, keep up what you do. You built this from nothing into a beautiful show. And keep at it, brother. Appreciate keep that. Keep at it. Coming from a guy who had his own show, so I appreciate it, man. <laughs> I don't Love know. It. it was not as nice as this. this. Is, it Trust was good. Me. It was good. <laughs> All That's right, everybody, other... thank you for your time. Like I always say, Rob, let me just close on this. I'm do sorry. It. And I'm not closing. It's do your it. show. I want you to close. You do it. But I do want to say this. Um, you can, you know, burn a house down and rebuild it. You could get in a car accident and go buy another car. But we are all, you know, as long as you live, you're getting closer to death, right? So the most valuable thing I'm learning at 50 years old now and over that bridge is time. And it's the one thing, no matter what happens, no matter how much money you have, I don't give a shit, you cannot get back. So the fact that the viewers listening to me, I don't know how long Matt's going to, Matt's going to, this is going to be a two minute show. It's no. going to be like a commercial. Matt's going to edit it down. We're keeping but, all this hour and a half. No, but what I'm saying is like, that's a long time. So I really appreciate you. I appreciate Matt. I appreciate Boba for giving the floor to me for this long and inviting me to be part of this. And especially I appreciate those who are taking the time to sit through for a cigar, listen to this. You can't get this time back, man. You are now an hour and a half closer to death and you spent it with me. So that 
I cannot thank you enough. I really appreciate you getting to listen and learn my story. And if there's anything I could do for anybody out there who is listening to this, please reach out. Let me know. I don't know what, if anything, I can do, but I'll certainly try to find a resource to help. And uh, just thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Well said, Steve. What a great show this was. If you need to find out more, you know where to go because that website was lifeofaridetime.org for the charity loscaidos.us for the cigars you'll never be able to spell it or say it so good luck google it <laughs> loscaidos l o s c a i d o s again we appreciate you thanks for listening drop comments drop photos we want to hear more from you and as always protect those cigars with bovda thank you <laughs>